Hello and welcome. This is Ayana Lahi, and I am so happy to be here with you in today's Be One, Be You episode. What is the ego? Most of us have our own personal interpretation of what the word ego means. Where does it come from? How was it created? Why do so many people say, I don't have an ego? Oh, no, 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 no. My ego is not running me. No, I'm really free of it. But what is the ego, really? Well, what it's not, it's not this characteristic of a cartoon character of a woman in high heels with a breast lift and a tight dress walking down the street and even the dogs are following her and whimpering in despair of wanting to know who this woman is. It is not the caricature of a man in Los Angeles getting into his convertible and driving on Highway 1 and having the top down and he's having a wonderful drive and his car might be a BMW or maybe a Mercedes convertible. You can fill in the blanks of what your own mind conjures up. Is it the rock star who's full of himself, meaning that he has a stage presence all about himself? What is the ego? The ego is the part of ourself that we create when who we are does not feel who we is, <laughs> does not feel that it is enough, that who we are cannot fulfill the expectations around us in our family environment, sometimes in our school environment, our religious environment, our peer environment. Who we are feels inept in some way in a moment. And because we're social creatures and we so want to be seen, and accepted as a member of the tribe of our social structure, we will do whatever it takes for the other person to see us, hear us, and somehow relate to us. What happens in that moment when we self-doubt, we self-judge, we self-criticize, we self-condemn, we turn against ourselves, we ABR ourselves? A, abandon, B, betrayal, or reject ourself. If there isn't a parental figure or a teacher who directs us back to ourself, once we've gone through that split, we biologically identify who we are as that ego because it's created to be Wonder Woman or Wonder Man, and it's able to do what it is being taught through verbal and nonverbal messages who you are supposed to be. So, for instance, if you're raised by an intellectual father who has 
A-B-R'd, abandoned, betrayed, or rejected, and rejected his own heart, the gateway, the source of his own heart, his ability to be able to have life centered around the true needs of a family. You could call him a narcissist because he's unable to break out of his own box of how he's defining himself. He expects his family to revolve around him and he can expect the world to revolve around him and he's never able to access his whole self, all of those facets of himself that have been ABR'd. So his son, who desperately wants to be recognized by his father, to be approved of, and thinks the world of his father because, well, that's what little boys want to do. And little boys want to see their mom as incredible. And little girls want to be seen by their father and really supported and cherished and loved by their mother. If a parent is aligned, meaning their inner wiring system, their mind, how they think, their emotions, how they respond in their body is disconnected because of their own grief, inner angers, their own inner hurts, the interior woundings of being human. The ego is the part of the self that compensates. The ego is the part of yourself that is the survivor. Your ego is the one who gives you existence. It is the you that when you allow it, it's a passive state of allowing this part of yourself to dictate, command, run your life, to be putting thoughts into your psyche of who you are, what you're capable of, what you're not supposed to be doing. It takes charge. Many times when I'm working with a client, I experience their own disbelief that they have a very strongly developed ego self. And it creates a lot of resistance. The internal battle between their ego self and their true self, even though they might have been meditating for 20, 40, 50 years, and thinking they were doing inner work because they might have been on the surface aware of issues but not going in to recover and refine the lost self and the lost selves. Whenever we feel lost, when we fall into the gap within ourself, which is the space between being aligned in our true self and the false self who sees things how it wants to, perceive things how it thinks. The ego tries to define how it's going to work in the world and oftentimes men and women reach a wall in their life. They're not able to have the relationship they want. 
They have difficulty sustaining a money income. They have separated from themselves so much they don't even know it. And we're living in a culture, cultural, global collective culture right now, where the ability to actually recognize when one has separated from one's true self and has taken on belief systems, ideologies, religious systems that create separation and a battle, whether you're battling in yourself or you begin a battle with your neighbor or a family member, your partner, the core of it is the battle in yourself. The stronger your ego, the stronger it's going to fight you. And the end result is always feeling inept. The end result is feelings, though no matter how hard you're trying, nothing happens. The end result is always feeling like I've tried so hard, I don't feel like I'm ever good enough. And if someone who really cares about you points this out to you, you may jump down their throat because you have been defending your ego because it's the only one that's there for you. You're so used to being alone in yourself. The belief that who you are is insignificant in a bigger way, that no matter how hard you've tried to succeed in the world financially, having a career identity, perhaps keeps getting thwarted. Perhaps you yourself are stuck in the identity that you have taken on to succeed. They're both the same exact pattern, but the opposite end of the positive-negative pole of life, the swings of duality. So as you give your power away to your ego, you lose connection to yourself. And most of us don't even know that we're being run by our ego until we hit the wall because we are pursuing with deep commitment our relationship to our heart. We're tired of pushing up against the walls of resistance on the outside. For instance, a man might say, nothing ever happens. I keep putting my resumes out there and nothing happens. Are they bringing their whole self to the table? The same person will say, you know, there's so many people out there succeeding from their ego self in business, and they know a tenth of what I know. What is it? What's going on? The expanded self, your true self, has to have the ability to come through without falling victim to your true self. I mean, falling victim to your ego self so that your true self, the true you, has room to really take up space. Fatigue is a sim symptom of this. Um, if you notice, you might go weeks without exercising. That's when the ego takes over. You might just be in a slump of not doing a meditation practice. You might not be doing the physical disciplines that you're used to doing. You might find yourself finding fault with your own life, with everything 
And I've seen this happen where the person will say to me, I really hate my life. I really hate my life. But they don't know they hate themselves. And they don't know that they're trying to live up to the mind patternings, the personality self, the demands of that ego self. And usually person reacting to the word ego is so stuck in their ego they don't even know because they're thinking ego is this really self-indulgent, really cruel person who screws other people out of money and opportunities and takes advantage sexually and he or she is really an awful person. When we become self-obsessed with the results and we identify ourselves with the outcome, we identify ourselves with what we want to see happen. We work hard because we want a certain result. And when you are fully aligned and owning who you really are, the money comes. When you are taking on the role of who you need to be to fulfill those bottom line foundational personality traits that you developed in relationship to your father or your mother or both parents, the family structure, cultural families have a very tight-knit family unit. You know who you are. You, you know what I'm speaking about. The gifts that you have, the gift that you are, is comes from, it comes from you uniting with the source of life within you. The ego can begin to grab hold of it and say, Ah, it's because of me. I identify with this. As soon as you identify yourself as being anything, you fall into the trap of the ego. A part of you becomes numb inside because the true you is not identified with anything. You are in a state of being. And that state of being is connected to the source of life within you. If you have any issues with your own orgasmic abilities, experiences in sex, if you have difficulties maintaining a, a relationship, if you have difficulties maintaining intimacy, where one day you and your partner are close and the next day it falls apart, you think it's them. Usually, if you're really aware of the sense of feeling really helpless, hopeless, you're going to identify it as life outside of you. And then what happens is the hand of God, the hand of divine universal intelligence steps in and starts to chisel you away. And you begin to melt in the divine waters of God, in the divine air, the way you breathe. You realize that you are in a decomposing state. You realize that no matter what you do to quote-unquote get ahead, the only time you get ahead is through decomposing, being in the fire, 
of God within you burning up your fear, having to be aware of your fear and letting it burn. Being aware of the stories that you tell yourself and others about how hard your life is. Are you the victim? Of course, I've also heard that many people say, oh, no, 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 I, I'm, I'm not a victim at all. We think of a victim who has nothing, who allows themselves to be abused and does nothing. The perpetrator-victim battle within us is the ego and the true self. And oftentimes, and many times, your true self is hidden underneath your anger or your grief, your sorrows, your pain, the hurt. Most of the time, it's anger. And the anger is connected to the life force energies within you. The pure life force energies freed of the ego is the byproduct of letting go of your identity self, losing, letting go of who you want to be and need to be. It's like when you are a runner and you're winning the marathon, you have to let go in your head that you're going to win. You are so connected to the wings of fire beneath your feet that's from your heart that you are flying on those wings Ego conflicts often begin, originate in past lives. And when your life is not working how you want, and that usually entails spiritual, emotional breakthroughs, successes, with feeling open, being able to maintain a connection in your heart, with your third eye, you're feeling that your sexual connections aren't stable, you feel easily criticized, easily blamed. You feel put down. You overly identify what another person is saying, that there's something wrong with you. That is connected to this lifetime, can be tracked to the interior patterns of how you managed your own survival existence experience. When you shut down on the, on the flames of the fire of your own light power, your consciousness power, light and consciousness being interchangeable here, because pure consciousness is experienced as pure light, but the key is, is to bring it into the body. So as the body becomes filled, every soul, every cell of your soul consciousness, every cell in the physical body, filling in light, begins to infiltrate into your emotional body and into your mind body, the mental body. That ego mind is the separate mind that experiences itself through its own agenda. And I want to invite you to begin to explore how you merge with life how you are interacting in your chosen career, how you leave the voice within your emotional body and separate from you. And then when you connect to it, what comes up? 
To free yourself, to liberate yourself, is the gift to yourself. And so to fully make it home into yourself, you must go through the journey through the separate mind. And the separate mind can develop through over-intellectualizing life, your spiritual process, your meditative process. Life is about dissolving into the elements and finding that pure essence of spirit that flows from God within inside of yourself. You choose to align and be in that connection. And once you stay in it, your life begins to happen. You still may be going through being abandoned, betrayed, or rejected. Sometimes it happens because you might be overgiving, or really giving because it feels really right. When you open your heart to receive what hurts the most in you, what has been underlying your anger, what has created your deepest grief and sorrows, and you find the you that's within those emotions, you open to your source codes, the entry points into connecting to the source within you. I invite you to not run, not dodge the ball, to take the call that's within you and to break through the rigidity crust that surrounds our ego as a form of protection so that we don't have to really feel what really hurts. And when we go into the hurt, there'll be layers of anger if we have pushed down our original self. And I invite you to become friends with the anger because deep inside the anger is deep, deep, deep truth, presence, ability to be connected to the whole because you are one. We separate from the one. So the part of you that keeps you separated from the source within you, from feeling one, is the ego mind. Thank you so much for joining with me. This is a major theme of the Spirit Gateways programs, courses, and trainings. And it's dear to my heart because... It is this theme of the ego that I have seen people fall off their life journey and choose to return to the inner hell, the dimension of their own consciousness that they originally wanted to come out of. So it's not the amount of practices and meditations it's about how much you can be in your body and feel. And know that the emotions are the gateways into who you really are, into the source code of your own existence. And then you get to be. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Be One, Be You. 
I invite you to come to my website, ayanalahi.com, I-A-N-A-L-A-H-I.com, and to find the courses that interest you, that move you. And if you haven't already signed up for Living from Your Wild Heart, a free 52-week video adventure through Original Way Teachings, Be Light Meditation, and Love to Be the Movement segments, I invite you to go to the website and opt in. And you won't be getting any emails that aren't absolutely significant to sharing with you the ways that you can pursue and continue your personal spiritual journey of self-realization. Sending you all my love. This is Iona Lahee. Until next time.